0: So. so, you may recall from very early on in this retreat that since the, the teachings here are within the context of Adriana, and specifically Mahamudra and Dzogchen, that in order to derive the greatest benefit from the teachings, from the practice, the time we have together, it's most valuable to dissolve ordinary appearance, ordinary sense of identity of oneself, of the teacher, of everything, dissolve into emptiness, and out of emptiness create a sacred space. Arise with divine pride, arise with pure vision of the teacher. Mm -hmm. And Then you get much benefit. So with the taking of the Bodhisattva precept yesterday, simply following in the footsteps of Shantideva, this sheds a brighter light, perhaps brings greater meaning to our devotions that we do each morning. right? So, if among the wonderful variety, the range, the diversity of spiritual paths, paths to genuine happiness that are available to us today, to an unprecedented degree available, I think, really, for those people who, Find themselves intuitively drawn to the path revealed by the Buddha. They feel a sense of trust, really above all that, a, tr- a sense of trust and confidence in the Buddha, his Dharma, and his Sangha. Then, then you're already taking refuge. But it can be nice to affirm that, just like in a very loving relationship, to affirm that, to affirm verbally one's commitment to one's partner is very meaningful, right? So in a similar way to take refuge, even if one has taken refuge for forty-five years, uh, it can always go deeper, always go deeper. So that is generally for following the teachings of the Buddha. And among those teachings, for those who find themselves, again, intuitively drawn to this Bodhisattva way of life, to the Mahayana ideal, to aspiration to achieve enlightenment for the sake of all beings, then this this short verse we have here is again a reaffirmation. It's, it's you can see it's each time it's it's taking the precept all over again. I vow, I vow, I vow to liberate the world, you know. So it goes deeper and deeper within the context of the Mayana, right? And then within that context, of course, there are multiple paths. There's Chinese Buddhism, there's Zen, there's wide variety. Among that variety, that wonderfully rich variety, then there is also the uh, the path of Dzogchen, which is really hand in hand with Mahamudra, but specifically Dzogchen. And for those who are, again, intuitively drawn to a sense of trust, a sense of confidence, just a sense of inspiration, that is aroused by learning of the teachings of Padmasabhava, and especially those of Dzogchen, then this seven-line prayer is really classic, has tremendous blessing, been practiced for many centuries. And so then one may focus on that, and bring that greater and greater meaning to that as well. So that's for Dzogchen. Then within Dzogchen, of course, there are multiple traditions, there are multiple schools, Dzogchen lineages within Tibetan Buddhism. All of them, really, all of them have tra- tremendous authenticity. They've been around for centuries, they've proven their, their value, brought many, many people to extraordinary states of realization. Among them, a fairly recent, they call it a, sh- a short lineage, a short lineage, uh, is of course the, um, these revealed teachings, Dzogchen teachings of Jujun Lingba. They are teachings of Padmasambhava. And specifically, among the eight manifestations of Padmasambhava, there's one in particular, the Lake Born the speech embodiment of Padmasambhava. And this was Dujun Lingba's own guru, and it was really his, his, his root guru. Was one he never met in, in the flesh that he could shake hands with him, but appeared in pure vision and many, many times. Uh, and it really was guidance. He was really just like you can receive, we can receive guidance from a human teacher. He had guidance from uh, the Saroruha Vajra, Tsoke or Lake One Vajra. Uh, and so those are the teachings, those ocean teachings are the ones that I had the. Uh, permission, and just, ex- uh, inconce- to my mind, inconceivable privilege of having the opportunity to translate, and so now they are available. And for people who are inspired by that, by, by those teachings in particular, then uh, this particular manifestation, uh, Padmasambhava brings great blessings, great blessings. Again, it's such a short lineage, I mean, Gyatrha himself received, was under personal guidance, of three out of the five recognized mm, emanations of uh, So, quite special, great great blessing. So, that's for our morning devotions. Mm. And some time ago, Gyaturamachi gave me permission to grant that empowerment myself. Uh, And I've been requested a number of times over the past months or longer. And just I wasn't wi- ready to do it, wasn't willing to do it, until I just had, ince- again, it's a matter of intuition, until I had the sense, now it can be done correctly, now, now's a good time. It's better, the time has come, time has come. And so I never felt that, and sometimes quite clearly it was not the case. But this time, because of the very sincere request by a number of students, and the blessings of the Lama, and help by very dear friends, respective friends, such as Lama Chanchukla and others here, uh, it seems quite all of the auspicious circumstances have come together. Uh, and so, at four o'clock Eastern Australia time, <laughs> next Sunday, which is the 13th, so that's going to be different time zones all over the world, of course, but at four o'clock in the afternoon, a week from tomorrow, that is, so Sunday, the 13th of September, then I will uh, offer this, grant this empowerment. I didn't really have much choice when your Lama authorizes you and the students request and all the circumstances that come together. If you then you say no, I'm afraid that would probably be breaking my own Samaya. So, you know, whether I'm qualified or not, if the Lama said do it and the students say please, then, you know, you've kind of cut, cut, cut in a vice, you are know, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <you know? laughs> So it kind of has nothing to do with my qualities at all, because I don't have any. But when you're put, you are know, put in the compress like that, you yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> you have the say so yes, well, you have no choice. So I have no choice. And so that will be right at the time of, I was saying earlier it was, uh, I was saying it was full moon. No, it's new moon, it which is actually much better. I was born on a new moon. It's a good time to be born, a good, good time to start, because it's the time of, then it's a, a waxing moon, right? It's not like, oh, and then it's all anticlimax for the next 14 days. It's No, it's the <laughs> beginning of beginning of better and better and better. And it just turns out that, you know, something like, what, 15 days later, on the 28th, it's going to be a super moon, a full lunar eclipse. It's going to be one of the, something really rare. So it's kind of like the beginning of good things. And I just checked, you know, five minutes ago, and it looks like it's a, a partial solar eclipse on the 13th. So. It just seems like you know the universe is saying, (laughs) you know, now's the time, you know, go for it. So we'll do that. We'll do that, and uh, would not happen though without the kind support of Lama Lama Chanshu, of Jamie and other friends here. So there's that. It's just all a matter. It's kind of actually utterly impersonal. It's just causing conditions coming together, and then it happens. So I will show up. (laughs) That's all I can say. I will show up. I will watch. I will be one of the observers. This morning for the meditation, what I would like to do is return to the cultivation of love and kindness for ourselves, the four questions. We can return to this innumerable times until there is nothing more to aspire for. You know the four questions, so I will give very concise guidance in it, since you are familiar with it. But it's time to go back, I think, to go back there, in light of now the first five weeks of this retreat we had this time together, which I find, really, I've been so very happy, really, really very, very happy with this retreat, how the participation, I've been very happy with the the teachings I've been hearing coming through, I'm very, very happy with them. Um, Really, just very, very content, very inspired. A lot of good things happening simultaneously here. So, in light of that, then this, especially, well, all four of those aspects, all four of those questions, they are questions inviting us to be visionaries, to envision our lives, life and lives, in the most meaningful way. And so I'll tell you how to do that. (laughs) I actually will. The most meaningful way is do not think in terms of time and place. Don't think how long, don't think when, and don't think where. Don't think, don't focus primarily on this life, because you don't know, I mean, I I may not finish this sentence, right? I could be, I could be talking and then the sentence stops. That can happen any time. When I was reading Thomas Merton's Asian journals, there he is. There he is. He's off in Bangkok. He's heading home. He had fantastic meetings with the Dalai Lama and He Wanted to come back and study Dzogchen with Gangyurimachay, and he was a man I don't know fifty or so. You know, really kind prime of life, and he was in Bangkok there, and he's he's planning this, and he had to get home, and then the journal stopped. He got in a bathtub, electrocuted, and that was the end of his life. You know, so it was so interesting when I read that to see how his. His vision was going on and that particular incarnation didn't. That's very good in a way. Because then he had Le Remember Leto. He had some momentum carrying. On. It was all benevolent. It was all good. All good. So wherever he went, I have no qualms about him. I think he's doing fine. You know, I'm back very confident he's doing fine. But we never know whether you know the sentence we're speaking will be completed or not. And so in this regard then Here's my plan. Next year, I'm going to do that. And, you know, I already said something, but, you know, it's it's iffy. Next Sunday at four o'clock, do you remember that? It's tentative. <laughs> 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 I have to be alive. <laughs> no guarantee there. But, you know, for the time being, we playfully, we'll say, well, you know, assuming everything goes well, yeah, why not? Uh, but for the deeper plans, it's, you know, the deeper vision, the vision, then We need to to lift it off of specifics which will entrap us in expectations, hopes, and fears. It always does. It always does. And so there's just no reason to do that. We'll do it unconsciously, inadvertently, but no reason to do it voluntarily. So what's what's your real plan? The Christians have a nice little joke, a very short one, but if you want to make God laugh, tell him he plans. And, of course, they're talking about, well, next you're going to do this, and when I'm fifty-five, I'm going to do this, and when I'm sixty-five, I'm going to do this, <coughs> and I'm going to live here, I'm going to live there, and I'm going to live there. Ho, ho, ho! So, if we, you know, want to be a bit more serious, then think what's really important. And what's really important is, ha, ah, the dharma, and the path to awakening. And that can take place in Australia, it can take place in Bulgaria, it can take place in Uruguay, it can take place in North Hemisphere, South Hemisphere, it can take and you know, the actual stages unfolding can happen in ten years, or can happen in ten lifetimes. But if it's important, if this is really of the meaning that it has, if it really has that meaning, then however long it takes and wherever, wherever it takes, that's it. You're all in. And so to envision that, to envision that, and I'll end with this note, and that is just the you know taking a, taking a, a flower from my first meeting with His Holiness, and that is the greater opportunities we've been presented with, and that varies in tremendous amount. Sentient beings all have the same, all have the same Buddha nature, right? That's the same, but in terms of the opportunities that people have, when I read every day, the you know these, these people in tremendous need fleeing from Syria and trying to, you know, pounding on doors here, let us in, let us in. I met a, met a, read a very thoughtful, very moving article by a Muslim, and saying, our Muslim world is broken. Why are the Muslim countries, who are even of the same sect, why are they not accepting these these refugees? Why are we not What's wrong with us, you know? And he was, it was devout, it was reverent. But he says, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? We, we should be doing more, you know. And so there it is. So so you know. So there it is. Uh, so many people have fewer opportunities. They're refugees. They don't have freedoms. They have financial insecurity all the time. They have health issues. They have so forth and so on. So the greater opportunities one has, the greater responsibility one has. The greater understanding one has. His holiness told me. The greater greater understanding you have, the greater responsibility you have. The more education you have, the more responsibility you have. So that needs to be taken into account as we envision our own future. Uh, what I've been doing for years now, and it works for me, is asking, what can I do that's really important, that few or perhaps no one else is doing? Well, no one else is leading a retreat at Araluan right now. So then okay, then I will do that, right? And there are other things as well, you know. What can I do? I'm not special, I'm not superior, but I am unique. I'm unique like every other sentient being in the world, but it's true I am unique. I have to take that seriously. I am unique. The opportunities that have been presented with me, to me, are unique. That's true. It's not better or worse, it's just unique. And so drawing on that uniqueness, what can I offer? In the near term, the short term, to those who are near, to those who are far. What can I offer, so that Sorry, when I think of my gurus, my heart stops. (laughs) it'll pass, it just takes a little while. (sighs) So His Holiness said this to me in our first meeting, 1971, October. No, a little bit later. A little bit later. It was the fall. mm. But, you know, bearing that in mind now for 44 years. To know I listened. So, (laughs) emotion is uncontrollable, it just comes up. But let's do our devotions together. Let this session begin with an act of kindness for yourself, setting your body, speech and mind at ease, settling each one in a state of equilibrium, of dynamic balance. Come to rest, come to stillness, a stillness imbued with clarity, filled with potential to imagine what could be. with your awareness still and clear, poised to be put into service. Let's raise the first question. What is your vision of your own fulfilment, your genuine happiness, the realisation of your innermost heartfelt desire? What do you wish? Bear in mind again that this is the most meaningful aspiration you can bring to mind. It must be independent of time and place. Don't limit it with artificial boundaries. In this spirit of loving-kindness, with this pure vision, this visualization of the orb of light at your heart, with every out-breath, breathe life into this vision. Invite it from the realm of possibility into the realm of actuality. With every out-breath, imagine light filling your entire being from this orb at your heart with the aspiration, may it be so, May I find such fulfillment, such genuine well-being, With every outbreath, imagine here and now. Realizing your heart's desire. Imagine it becoming actual, manifest, here and now. turn to the second question, in order to realize such well-being, what would you love to receive from the world, hedonically, eudaimonically, from those who are near and far in the short-term and the long-term, to enable you to realize your own vision? What would you love to receive from the world? With each in-breath, arouse the aspiration that it may be so, that you may receive all that you truly need, from day to day, from moment to moment, to take this next step on your journey, to move towards the realization of your innermost desire. With each in-breath, as you arouse this aspiration, imagine the light of kindness, the blessings, of sentient beings and enlightened ones flowing in upon you from all sides, reality rising up to meet you, And imagine, here and now, in response to your reality-based aspiration, reality does indeed rise up to meet you. Here and now, and every moment, every day. With an authentic motivation comes an authentic response from reality. We pose the third question. In order to realize such well-being, how would you love to transform, over time, from what qualities that you presently have? Would you love to be free with what qualities that you presently have? Would you love to be richly endowed? Envision your own maturation all the way to its culmination however however you envision that. Every outbreath arouse that aspiration, imagine light flowing from your heart, filling your entire being with the aspiration, May it be so. However long it takes, may it be so. as in time-lapse photography, imagine within the next few moments this entire transformation taking place here and now, right to its fruition. And finally, we raise the fourth question, in order to bring your own life, the greatest possible meaning, greatest sense of fulfilment in your interrelationship with the world around you. What would you love to offer to the world? drawing out on your own unique background, in order to bring about the greatest possible benefit, the greatest meaning, To those who are near and far in the short term and the long term, what would you love to offer to the world? With every outbreath, breathe out the light from your heart through every pore of your body in all directions, out to every sentient being, with the aspiration, may it be so. And imagine this light taking on the forms, in line with what Shantideva prayed with us yesterday, taking on the forms of the goods, tangible and intangible, that you would love to offer. Letting your imagination play, imagine offering this here and now, and imagine it being received. Imagine the benefit being received. Imagine the full fruition, the aspired full fruition of what you love to offer. Release all aspirations and appearances and rest in awareness. So so now, uh, just a very brief message for people listening by way of podcasts around the world, I think in many time zones. Um, The one who grants an empowerment of Padmasambhava, the Lake Point Vajra, Vajra can only be a Padmasambhava, of course. (laughs) Who else could do that? And Padmasambhava is not located uniquely in Queensland (laughs) or or any other place, let alone in (laughs) Gympie. It would it'd be very sad if Padmasambhava were only in Gympie. That would be very, very tragic. Actually, good for Gympie, but not so good for everybody else. And so, the one bestowing the empowerment has to be is, is always Padmasambhava, uh, and everyone else, like the sentient being Alan Wallace, you know, based upon a chunk of meat that happens to be in Gympie, is basically a bystander. So, uh, this empowerment will be available to anyone who wishes to receive it. We'll do our very best here, with, again with the in, say, invaluable help of friends like like Doug Wienhoff uh, to live stream uh, the Empowerment. So once again it will be at 4 o'clock p.m. Uh, Australia time, East Coast Australia time, Sydney time, 4 uh, o'clock on September Sunday, the September 13th. So you have to figure out your own time zone. For people on the East Coast that's going to be a little bit inconvenient. So sorry, I can't control that. Uh, because there are people in Europe, South America, West Coast, and, and so forth and so on. Uh, so if you'd like to participate, you're very welcome to do so. Uh, space, spatial distance, really should be quite irrelevant. Uh, faith is relevant. That's relevant. If that's there, then now. That's good. Enjoy your day.